Section 37 of the Underground Railroad, Part 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. The Underground Railroad, Part 5 by William Still. Section 37 Portraits and Sketches. Francis Ellen Watkins Harper. Part three. Up to this point we have spoken of Mrs. Harper as a laborer battling for freedom under slavery in the war. She is equally earnest in laboring for equality before the law, education, and a higher manhood, especially in the South among the freedmen. For the best part of several years since the war, she has traveled very extensively through the southern states going on to the plantations and amongst the lowly as well as to the cities and towns addressing schools churches meetings in courthouses legislative halls etc and sometimes under the most trying and hazardous circumstances influenced in her labor of love wholly by the noble impulses of her own heart working her way along unsustained by any society in this mission she has come in contact with all classes the original slaveholders and the freedmen before and since the fifteenth amendment bill was enacted excepting two of the southern states texas and arkansas she has traveled largely over all the others and in no instance has she permitted herself through fear to disappoint an audience when engagements had been made for her to speak although frequently admonished that it would be dangerous to venture in so doing we first quote from a letter dated darlington south carolina may thirteenth eighteen sixty seven you will see by this that i am in the sunny south i here read and see human nature under new lights and phases i meet with a people eager to hear ready to listen as if they felt that the slumber of the ages had been broken and that they were to sleep no more i am glad that the colored man gets his freedom and suffrage together that he is not forced to go through the same condition of things here that have inclined him to so much apathy isolation and indifference in the north you perhaps wonder why i have been so slow in writing to you but if you knew how busy i am just working up to or past the limit of my strength traveling conversing addressing day and sunday schools picking up scraps of information takes up a large portion of my time besides what i give to reading for my audiences i have both white and colored on the cars some find out that i am a lecturer and then again i am drawn into conversation what are you lecturing about the question comes up and if i say among other topics politics then i may look for an onset there is a sensitiveness on this subject a dread it may be that some one will put the devil in the nigger's head or exert some influence inimical to them still i get along somewhat pleasantly last week i had a small congregation of listeners in the cars where i sat i got in conversation with a former slave dealer and we had rather an exciting time i was traveling alone but it is not worth while to show any signs of fear 
Last Saturday I spoke in Sumter. A number of white persons were present, and I had been invited to speak there by the mayor and editor of the paper. There had been some violence in the district, and some of my friends did not wish me to go, but I had promised, and of course I went. I am in Darlington, and spoke yesterday, but my congregation was so large that I stood near the door of the church, so that I might be heard both inside and out, for a large portion, perhaps nearly half my congregation, were on the outside. And this in Darlington, where about two years ago a girl was hung for making a childish and indiscreet speech. Victory was perched on our banners, our army had been through, and this poor ill-fated girl, almost a child in years, about seventeen years of age, rejoiced over the event, and said that she was going to marry a Yankee and set up housekeeping. She was reported as having made an incendiary speech, and arrested, cruelly scourged, and then brutally hung. Poor child! She had been a faithful servant. Her master tried to save her, but the tide of fury swept away his efforts. Oh, friend, perhaps sometimes your heart would ache if you were only here and heard of the wrongs and abuses to which these people have been subjected. Things, I believe, are a little more hopeful. At least I believe some of the colored people are getting better contracts, and I understand that there's less murdering. While I am writing, a colored man stands here with the tale of wrong. He has worked a whole year, year before last, and now he has been put off with fifteen bushels of corn and his food. Yesterday he went to see about getting his money, and the person to whom he went threatened to kick him off and accused him of stealing. I don't know how the colored man will vote, but perhaps many of them will be intimidated at the polls. From a letter dated Chiraw, June seventeenth, eighteen sixty seven, the following remarks are taken. Well, Carolina is an interesting place. There is not a state in the Union I prefer to Carolina. Kinder, more hospitable, warmer hearted people you will not find anywhere. I have been to Georgia, but Carolina is my preference. The South is to be a great theater for the colored man's development and progress. There is brain power here. If any doubt it, let him come into our schools, or even converse with some of our freedmen either in their homes or by the wayside. A few days later she gave an account of a visit she had just made in Florence, where our poor soldiers had been prisoners, saw some of the huts where they were exposed to rain and heat and cold, with only the temporary shelter they made for themselves, which was a sad sight. Then she visited the graveyards of some thousands of Union soldiers. Here, in eastern South Carolina, she was in one of the worst parts of the state in the days of slavery. But under the new order of things, instead of the lash, she saw school books, and over the ruins of slavery, education and free speech springing up, at which she was moved to exclaim, Thank God for the wonderful change! I have lectured several nights this week, and the weather is quite warm, but I do like South Carolina. No state in the Union, as far as colored people are concerned, do I like better. The land of warm welcomes and friendly hearts. God bless her and give her great peace. Chapter 
at a later period she visited charleston and columbia and was well received in both places she spoke a number of times in the different freedmen schools and in the colored churches in charleston once in the legislative hall and also in one of the colored churches in columbia she received special encouragement and kindness from hon h cadoza secretary of state and his family and regarded him as a wise and upright leader of his race in that state the following are some stirring lines which she wrote upon the fifteenth amendment fifteenth amendment beneath the burden of our joy tremble o wires from east to west fashion with words your tongues of fire to tell the nation's high behest outstrip the winds and leave behind the murmur of the restless waves nor tarry with your glorious news amid the ocean's coral caves ring out ring out your sweetest chimes ye bells that call to praise let every heart with gladness thrill and songs of joyful triumph raise shake off the dust o rising race crowned as a brother and a man justice to-day asserts her claim and from thy brow fades out the ban with freedom's chrism on thy head her precious ensign in thy hand go place thy once despised name amid the noblest of the land o ransomed race give god the praise who led thee through a crimson sea and mid the storm of fire and blood turned out the war-cloud's light to thee mrs harper in writing from kingstree south carolina july eleventh eighteen sixty seven in midsummer laboring almost without any pecuniary reward gave an account of a fearful catastrophe which had just occurred there in the burning of the jail with a number of colored prisoners in it it was a very sad affair there was only one white prisoner and he got out i believe there was some effort made to release some of the prisoners but the smoke was such that the effort proved ineffectual well for the credit of our common human nature we may hope that it was so last night i had some of the rebs to hear me part of the time some of the white folks come out our meetings are just as quiet and as orderly on the whole in carolina as one might desire i like general sickles as a military governor massa daniel he king of the carolinas i like his mastership under him we ride in the city cars and get first-class passage on the railroad at this place a colored man was in prison under sentence of death for participating in a riot and the next day after the date of her letter was fixed for his execution with some others mrs harper called at general sickles's headquarters hoping to elicit his sympathies whereby the poor fellow's life might be saved but he was not in hence they were not able to do anything next week continued mrs harper i am to speak in a place where one of our teachers was struck and a colored man shot who i believe gave offence by some words spoken at a public meeting i do not feel any particular fear her philadelphia correspondent had jestingly suggested to her in one of his letters that she should be careful not to allow herself to be bought by the rebels to which she replied 
now in reference to being bought by the rebels and becoming a johnsonite i hold that between the white people and the colored there is a community of interests and the sooner they find it out the better it will be for both parties but that community of interests does not consist in increasing the privileges of one class and curtailing the rights of another but in getting every citizen interested in the welfare progress and durability of the state i do not in lecturing confine myself to the political side of the question while i am in favor of universal suffrage yet i know that the colored man needs something more than a vote in his hand he needs to know the value of a home life to rightly appreciate and value the marriage relation to know how and to be incited to leave behind him the old shards and shells of slavery and to rise in the scale of character wealth and influence like the nautilus outgrowing his home to build for himself more stately temples of social condition a man landless ignorant and poor may use his vote against his interests but with intelligence and land he holds in his hand the basis of power and elements of strength while contemplating the great demand for laborers in a letter from athens february first eighteen seventy after referring to some who had been discouraged from the field she wisely added that it was no time to be discouraged if those who benefit our people will hang around places where they are not needed they may expect to be discouraged here is ignorance to be instructed a race who needs to be helped up to higher planes of thought and action and whether we are hindered or helped we should try to be true to the commission god has written upon our souls as far as the colored people are concerned they are beginning to get homes for themselves and depositing money in bank they have hundreds of homes in kentucky there is progress in tennessee and even in this state while a number have been leaving some who stay seem to be getting along prosperously in augusta colored persons are in the revenue office and the post office i have just been having some good meetings there some of my meetings pay me poorly but i have a chance to instruct and visit among the people and talk to their sunday schools and day schools also of course i do not pretend that all are saving money or getting homes i rather think from what i hear that the interest of the grown-up people in getting education has somewhat subsided owing perhaps in a measure to the novelty having worn off and the absorption or rather direction of the mind to other matters still i don't think that i have visited scarcely a place since last august where there was no desire for a teacher and mr fiddler who is a captain or colonel thought some time since that there were more colored than white who were learning or had learned to read there has been quite an amount of violence and trouble in the state but we have the military here and if they can keep georgia out of the union about a year or two longer and the colored people continue to live as they have been doing from what i hear perhaps these rebels will learn a little more sense i have been in atlanta for some time but did not stay until the legislature was organized but i was there when colored members returned and took their seats it was rather a stormy time in the house but no blood was shed since then there has been some sticking but i don't think any of the colored ones were in it 
In the neighborhood of Ufala, Alabama, in December 1870, Mrs. Harper did a good work, as may be seen from the following extract, taken from a letter dated December 9th. Last evening I visited one of the plantations, and had an interesting time. Oh, how warm was the welcome! I went out near dark, and between that time and attending my lecture, I was out to supper in two homes. The people are living in the old cabins of slavery. Some of them have no windows at all that I see. In fact, I don't remember having seen a pane of window glass in the settlement. But humble as their homes were, I was kindly treated and well received. And what a chance one has for observation among these people, if one takes with her a manner that unlocks other hearts. I had quite a little gathering, after less perhaps than a day's notice. The minister did not know that I was coming till he met me in the afternoon. There was no fire in the church, and so they lit fires outside, and we gathered, or at least a number of us, around the fire. Tonight I am going over to Georgia to lecture. In consequence of the low price of cotton, the people may not be able to pay much, and I am giving all my lectures free. You speak of things looking dark in the South. There is no trouble here that I know of. Cotton is low, but the people do not seem to be particularly depressed about it. This emigration question has been on the carpet, and I do not wonder if some of them, with their limited knowledge, lose hope in seeing full justice done to them among their lifelong oppressors. Congress has been agitating the St. Domingo question. A legitimate theme for discussion, and one that comes nearer home, is how they can give more security and strength to the government which we have established in the South. For there has been a miserable weakness in the security of human life. The man with whom I stopped had a son who married a white woman or girl, and was shot down, and there was, as I understand, no investigation by the jury, and a number of cases have occurred of murders for which the punishment has been very lax or not at all, and it may be never will be. However, I think things are somewhat quieter. A few days ago, a shameful outrage occurred at this place. Some men had been out fox-hunting, and came to the door of a colored woman and demanded entrance, making out they wanted fire. She replied that she had none and refused to open the door. The miserable cowards broke open the door and shamefully beat her. I am going to see her this afternoon. It is remarkable, however, in spite of circumstances, how some of these people are getting along. Here is a woman who, with her husband at the surrender, had a single dollar, and now they have a home of their own, and several acres attached, five altogether. But as that was rather small, her husband has contracted for two hundred and forty acres more, and has now gone out and commenced operations. From Columbiana, February 20th, she wrote concerning her work, and presented the lights and shades of affairs as they came under her notice. I am almost constantly either traveling or speaking. I do not think that I have missed more than one Sunday that I have not addressed some Sunday school, and I have not missed many day schools either. And as I am giving all my lectures free, the proceeds of the collections are not often very large. 
still as ignorant as part of the people are perhaps a number of them would not hear at all and maybe prejudice others if i charged even ten cents and so perhaps in the long run even if my work is wearing i may be of some real benefit to my race i don't know but that you would laugh if you were to hear some of the remarks which my lectures call forth she is a man again she is not colored she is painted both white and colored come out to hear me and i have very fine meetings and then part of the time i am talking in between times and how tired i am some of the time still i am standing with my race on the threshold of a new era and though some may be far past me in the learning of the schools yet to-day with my limited and fragmentary knowledge i may help the race forward a little some of our people remind me of sheep without a shepherd end of section 37